0: Welcome to Inside EcoDevo, a podcast giving you an inside look into the Missouri Department of Economic Development, where you'll hear directly from our team members and partners working on exciting initiatives that are helping Missourians prosper. On this episode, we're talking about the International Trade and Investment Office, also known as ITI, within the Missouri Department of Economic Development. And sitting down with us, we have two special guests. First, I believe she's our first returning guest. It's Lori Becklenberg division director for regional engagement. Lori, welcome back.
1: Hello. Nice to be here. I didn't realize I was the first returning guest, so it should be exciting.
0: I believe you are, and I'm happy that we didn't (laughs) run you off with the first episode. If you want to listen to more about what Lori was talking about in regards to regional engagement, I believe that's episode six, so be sure to go back and check that out if you haven't listened to it already. And our second guest is Natasha Lord, Managing Director for the International Trade and Investment Office. Natasha, welcome.
2: Thank you, Eric. Great to be here. Yeah,
0: thanks. we got a lot to talk about uh, in regards to ITI, so we'll just jump right in and we'll kind of start really basic. And just what is International Trade and Investment Office? What do you guys do?
2: The Missouri International Trade and Investment Office office is a part of the Greater Department of Economic Development, and our goal is to help Missouri companies grow their exports, so both in volume and in entering into new markets. On the other side of the coin, we're also tasked with helping foreign companies who are looking to grow their business in North America, and of course we want them to ultimately select Missouri and help grow jobs here at home. So the way that we're able to do that is we have trade specialists located across the state, so they're intertwined in the communities, meeting with companies at the local level, Um, In order to really understand, you know, what the company's needs are, what markets maybe they're looking at abroad, and then helping them basically on their strategic plan for growing their exports around the world. We also have 15 contracted foreign offices around the world, and the goal of those offices is to provide Missouri companies with things such as market research Where we identify anything from key trends, looking at the industry. We give the Missouri company kind of an an idea of what's the competitive background in the country that they're looking to enter. Furthermore, we do what we call agent distributor search. So that's our flagship product. Essentially what that is, is we sit down with the Missouri company and really want to intimately understand what their customer looks like. So whether that's an agent, distributor, end user, we want to understand what they're looking for in an international market. And then our teams around the world go out and seek out businesses that meet the criteria that the Missouri company has given us. And then we come back to the Missouri company with the end goal of connecting them and ultimately helping facilitate an export sale for the Missouri company. One of the other interesting things that we work on is that a lot of small companies even will have inquiries coming in from around the world, maybe off of their website with companies that they're just not familiar with. So our team is able to do background checks to identify is the company who they say they are. Are they registered to do business in the country? Have they paid taxes, et cetera? Maybe if they've been in the in the news for anything alarming to either one, give the Missouri company the peace of mind to move forward in a business deal with a foreign company or two, maybe to press pause and not move forward with the company.
0: I know recently ITI is kind of been moved under regional engagement as kind of its separate thing, you know, their own kind of group for a while. Is there any way you guys approach businesses that's different from what regional engagement, like the the local uh, regional engagement managers in, in the six regions we have, is the approach different there because it's on a global scale or is it kind of one in the same because business is business no matter where you're at?
2: Our focus is really literally on the international aspect of things, but just like the project managers on the wider regional engagement team, we're sitting down with companies and we need to understand what the value add is, what we could do in order to help them facilitate an export sale. So I would say our conversation is much more focused, but at the end of the day, very, very similar. And Lori, I don't know if you wanted to add
1: there. Yeah, I would add that um, it's a it's a nice compliment to what the ITI team is doing and what the regional team members are doing out in the regions across the state as well, because they are working with the, some of the same businesses. And when they're engaging with those businesses, our, the regional engagement team can be out there talking with them about maybe another program that they're doing, just asking, doing a BRE visit, a business retention and expansion visit, just checking in, kind of a well care kind of visit with the company, finding out how they're doing, what's going on with them. Um, and they can ask them if they've been exporting or if they're familiar with that. And if they're not, then our members of our own team can then connect them to another member of the team to say, hey, we have this additional service that we can provide to you they may never have known about beforehand. So it's really nice and complimentary that they're doing the same thing. They're out there trying to help the businesses, but it's a good way to connect the Missouri company to a new service that they may not be familiar with.
0: And regional engagement, they work closely with our BCS team, with the uh, incentive programs that we have. Does International have its own kind of programs that they, uh, I know most step up and uh, there's one other one and I'm blanking, but I'm sure you can tell me.
2: That's okay. Yeah, absolutely. So alongside kind of that service, the service aspect that we provide the Missouri companies, we also um, administer two grant programs. So one of those is called the Missouri Step Program, which as you mentioned, is, is a federally funded program by the Small Business Administration. Um, And then we also have another grant program that we facilitate, which is called the Global Market Access Program. And those are state dollars. Essentially, those two programs mirror one another. So a company that's eligible to receive funding is a company that's a small business based on the SBA's definition of a small business. Essentially, they can receive funding to help offset their international marketing expenses. So one of the best ways to reach international customers is going to a trade show. Um, And a trade show is something that can be very cost prohibitive for a small business. So, for example, a Missouri company who's eligible could receive 50% up to $5,000 to help offset the cost of the booth. For each cost category, we we do require that the company has some skin in the game, and then um, they also receive some funding. And essentially, what they do is they apply before the event takes place, receive an approval from us, and then move forward with the activity and receive reimbursement on the back end of the project. Some of the other interesting cost categories that are eligible that our Missouri companies um, do utilize quite frequently is to offset their travel for for market sales trips, as well as maybe translating their website or materials into a local language in order to be better well-received in an international market.
0: And you mentioned the trade shows. You guys... You guys go to trade shows every now and then. Can you tell me more about that and what's kind of happening when you're at these shows?
2: Each year, the state of Missouri attends anywhere from four to six trade shows. So we kind of look at the industries that are doing well in the state and select four to six shows. So essentially, we purchase a booth and then we invite Missouri companies to co-exhibit in the booth with us. Again, just knowing that trade shows can be cost prohibitive and it might be a good first step for a company to get into an international market. When we're bringing companies abroad, we are accompanying them not only with our staff here from Missouri, but then also our staff abroad. And essentially what we're looking to do is, is what we do or what we advise our companies at any trade show, right, is to not rely on foot traffic at a trade show, which uh, kind of may or may not be the types of customers that really make sense for them. But instead, we are working with the companies on the front end to understand what their goals are in that market, what types of companies they want to meet with. Um, and then we're setting a meeting schedule for them. So they're going into market and they already know that they've got meetings with, you know, anywhere from five to 15 companies, depending upon the industry or, or the show, um, quite frankly. But they've got a meeting schedule. We'll have meetings at our booth or we'll go meet with the uh, foreign company at their booths. And again, same kind of concept, right? Um, we're helping facilitate the connection. And then from there, the Missouri company is selling their product or service.
0: Where all have you guys done trade shows? Are they happening like in Missouri? Are you going abroad to do these, a mix?
2: Yeah, so primarily the work that we do are international trade shows. So for example, for this upcoming year, we will be doing the Interzoo Trade Show, which is a pet show that takes place in Nuremberg, Germany in the May timeframe. Additionally, we'll be doing Sea All Canada, which is a show that takes place in Toronto also in the May timeframe. Singapore Air Show is another show that we're planning on doing as well. We do have one show that we do in the state biannually, and this show is called the Aerospace Special Processing Suppliers Summit. The goal for us is that show looks a little bit different. So we uh, co-organized that with a Boeing company. And essentially what we look to do there is it's focused on special processing. So we're working with our companies across the state who operate in metalworking, who operate in surface technologies, um, in order to really bring them to the table to facilitate connections with Boeing and other large OEMs from around the world.
0: I don't know if these two things are connected or one in the same, but trade shows, we also have trade missions. And I know recently, was it March or April, somewhere earlier in the year? It was Germany and Sweden, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. the trade mission happening. Can you tell me what was going on in that mission? What kind of things came out of that?
1: Yeah. So, the difference between the trade shows and the trade missions is the trade missions is we take a delegation from Missouri to particular countries. So, you mentioned March was Sweden and Germany. So, the governor is the lead of that, he leads those trade missions. And it's set up for him to be able to meet with existing companies that have a presence in Missouri. Maybe they're headquartered in that country. So in Sweden and Germany, we did prospective meetings. So meeting with companies that we would like to have a location or expanding, and they're looking at North America or the United States. We reach upon them to promote and make the sales pitch per se, to those companies. And who better than to make the sales pitch to a company than the governor? So um, it really makes it easy for us to get in the door and for those companies to listen when he's leading a trade mission. So the missions themselves have a multitude of meetings besides the prospective ones. Like I said, we meet with the companies that have a presence already in Missouri. Typically, those are what we call customer care. And it's to extend a thank you to them for making that investment and continuing that investment in the state of Missouri, as well as learning about the countries that we're in. We usually kick off those trade missions, the beginning of the week or whatever first days that we're there. We do the the U.S. Embassy team, the commercial services team to do a briefing on that current country that we're in for us to have a background and for the group that's there to know what's going on, to have an understanding of that market for any Missouri company that is with us to learn about that as well. The tie comes in, which is really kind of unique, is that While the governor is leading the mission for the delegation and meeting with the companies, we too have Missouri companies that are with us that our foreign offices are helping set meetings with. And those companies are meeting with potential distributors, potential customers, things like that in that country that we're already in. They may not be already exporting to that country. So it's us helping introduce them to that country themselves and what's going on in that market for potential new sales and trade opportunities for them. So it's nice because we can tie the two together because we can do a multitude of meetings, but then it gives that Missouri company an opportunity um, to go with us.
0: I know it was a while ago because things move very fast here in the department and, you know, new projects come up all the time, but is there anything that came out of that trade mission from March that you can talk about, like new acquisitions <laughs> or, you know, business signings or, or what have you? I know a lot of these things are hush-hush, but...
1: You are the, correct. The yeah. things that
0: you can talk about, is there anything exciting?
1: Yes, we do have some things coming out of it, but can't talk about that. Right. That's hush-hush. But what's really nice is that it furthers that relationship with those existing companies. Governor Parsons started after the pandemic. He started going on trade missions again, obviously. He was one of the first governors to do so um, and start visiting countries. And we have several projects that are ongoing, and a lot of businesses about relationships. And we've we maybe weren't part of consideration, but because we were going on the trade mission, they said, "Well, let's hear what they have to say, and let's talk through, and let's understand, and and maybe the Missouri becomes an opportunity and an option that they didn't have on the table beforehand, furthering those relationships." In particular, I would say that last fall when we went to Israel last November, the news and the announcement for ICL receiving the first grant for their battery plant that they were looking at from the federal government, they were awarded through an application and grant program, almost $200 million to build a $400 million facility from the federal government Department of Energy. and that was announced right before we went to Israel. So we were able to meet with the CEO of ICL during that trade mission and talk through, thank them for their existing business in St. Louis area, but then also go, this is fantastic partnership that you chose to do this new facility, the first of its kind in the United States, in St. Louis. And we just had that groundbreaking. We were at the groundbreaking the other day, earlier this week. So it was really nice. And you know, there was potential for asking of, do you have further relationships with these other companies that are in Missouri to ICL? In addition to mention of this may not be the the last of it, there might be more to come. So that's what we want. We want to make sure that we're always partnering with the companies. If it's a good business decision for those companies, that's what we want to do. So it may not come right away after the trade mission, but it continues to help build the momentum to make sure that Missouri is always top of mind and is always there for the companies to continue making the investment.
0: And something that's just coming to mind, it's probably more of a little bit of a personal question, I guess, uh, to both of you, since a lot of like regional engagement work is, you know, regionally targeted with here in Missouri, a lot of, you know, uh, businesses that you probably already know and, and owners of those businesses that you have a reputation with and whatnot. Is there like extra pressure when you go overseas and you have to talk to businesses that are like in Germany or or Israel or any of those places? Is it kind of like more pressure? I guess it's kind of more of a personal question for you guys. When you're in that environment, and you have to engage with these uh, businesses.
1: I'd say there's probably more pressure because the governor's with us to <laughs> right. make sure yeah. that everything yeah. goes smoothly. But no, it's the same that it, as it would be here. And I mean, everyone's very professional. You want to step up and meet the company where they are and just talking through what is what is their business outlook? What struggles are they seeing? What outlook are they having? What are their trends? Is there anything that we can do to help that? And because we're in their country of their headquarters, it allows us to be able to highlight and talk through the Missouri operation and maybe do things like complement what's going on or for them to tell us and say, Hey, we've got some of these issues that we're hearing from our local folks that maybe our team isn't hearing about, but they're more than happy to to bring the issue up to the governor or something like that. And we can address those issues, but no, it's the same as it would be if they were here in Missouri or anywhere. You just want to listen to them, listen to their needs and take what they're saying and you know process it and be able to respond and come up with solutions to to whatever they have.
2: I'd really echo what Lori said. I mean, business is business around the world, right? Companies make decisions based on what makes sense for their business model. I will say that when we're working internationally, of course, maybe we, you know, we have to take into account another culture. So maybe the way the information is received or the way that we need to message may look a little bit different than it does in our backyard here. Um, And just understanding a little bit how those decisions are made sometimes in certain cultures. Maybe, you know, information or decisions are made through a group consensus, for example, or maybe it's one individual who makes the decision. So, again, I think it just kind of comes down to those cultural sensitivities and really understanding how it is that their business kind of operates. But, again, we have to do that here stateside as well.
0: Okay, I gotcha. Sticking on to the topic of trade missions, we have an upcoming trade mission Mm Hasn't happened yet. A lot of things in the works, I'm, I'm sure, still happening. What about the upcoming one can you tell us?
1: So the upcoming trade mission is going to be going to Japan, and this one's exciting for so many ways. A Missouri governor has not visited Japan for 27 years, something like that. 1996. Yeah, 1996. Okay. Um, well, I was probably 28 then. That in itself is exciting for the fact that there is so much investment in so many companies that are headquartered in Japan that have made investment over a number of years into Missouri and continued investment. We have TG, so Toyota Gosai in Perryville which is the first their first North America plant and they've been in Missouri for over forty years. Obviously Toyota Bodine and in Troy, Missouri. And you've got Kawasaki that has um, operations in Maryville and Boonville, Hitachi. I'm trying to think of a, I mean, NEDAC. There's like so many that I can't think can't think of all of them. So I'm say no,
2: but yeah to Lori's point, I mean Japan is the largest source of foreign direct investment into the state and just given the time frame in which a Missouri governor hasn't visited, I mean we're going to be very very busy with customer care visits as Lori alluded to earlier, right ensuring that we're meeting with those companies, thanking them for their investment, also understanding maybe what challenges they're facing and how we can then come back home and make sure that we're addressing those to continue to partner with those companies so that they choose Missouri again as a place for expansion as well.
1: And during, I'll just add that during that week, and a little bit of insight, we do it in other markets as well. So it's not just Japan, but we will be doing a reception at the US ambassadors residence. It's very typical for us to do because it allows us an opportunity to showcase and highlight and to interconnect and to network with those existing businesses that may be there or new ones it gives us a really easy opportunity to do that and one special thing is Missouri and is sister state to this the state of Nagano Japan so um, we are looking forward to hopefully visiting that sister state as well to see the similarities it's not every day that we have a sister state out there sister cities are very common for a lot of communities across Missouri and other locations but sister state is not so much so we are looking forward to that.
0: And when you say sister state, for those who are listening who may not know, what do you mean by that?
1: So it's another state that is similar to Missouri in nature. It's made up of the economy type of makeup of things, but it's so it's it's just like a sister city kind of relationship. But it's the, at the state level. It's at that government level. So we're looking forward to to learning more about how that is. All right.
2: Just to kind of couple off of what Lori said. So we'll be working with kind of a number of our partners. And so in addition to kind of that U.S. Embassy team as well, we work with the JETRO group, which is the Japanese External Trade Organization. Um, And essentially they work to help facilitate, you know, the same type of work that we do. So they're looking to build connections between Japan and the rest of the world. And so we're partnering with them as well on essentially bringing prospective investment companies to the table. Um, in order to really message Missouri, right? So a lot of times companies may just not be aware of Missouri or the business assets of the state, et cetera. So when we go on these trade missions, um, we oftentimes partner with partners um, and have events in order to really um, make the most of the governor's time in market and make sure that our message is also reaching not only those companies that are existing companies in the state, but our prospective investment companies as well.
0: You guys are all talking about the things that happen on a trade mission. But for those outside the bubble of DED and the governor's office and people who are on these missions, can you kind of paint a picture of like, what's the day-to-day like when you guys are on this mission? And maybe Germany and Sweden is a good example because mm-hmm. it's the most recent one.
1: Yeah. So thinking back through, usually start the day typically anywhere from what we would consider 7, 7.30, probably eight o'clock in the morning and travel to the location of where we're having the meeting. So we do a combination of things. One day in Sweden, we had a several roundtables set up. So we had one day where we were at the hotel and we had a breakfast roundtable of potential investors of companies that were looking at the United States for investment of a local partner group that Natasha had mentioned. We work with local partners. So I believe it was the chamber-related group for that one. And so they brought in six companies that were looking at Potential investment. So we talk through, understand what their business is doing. We get the governor makes the pitch for Missouri. And then after that, we had a customer care meeting. We had then a perspective meeting like we had, I think, back to back four meetings that day. And then we had a small break and then we went to the reception at the ambassador's residence. And then after that, I believe we were free. We might've had a dinner that night. So it can be that it's a long day. They're not, there's not a lot of breaks during the day. I'll give you that. We usually start fairly early in the morning, the normal, you know, seven 30, o'clock. And we go back to back all day long and either do group dinner at the end of the day, or it's dinner on your own kind of thing to give a break. But when we say that it's usually not until maybe six, seven o'clock. So it's a full day.
0: Yeah. I guess, you know, it's not every day that, You're in another country, so you got to maximize your time and try to check all the boxes you can, I'm sure. That's right. Yes. So speaking about exporting goods and and businesses that come into Missouri and and all that, how big of an impact does all of that have on Missouri's economy, the international aspect of it?
2: Yeah, I'm happy to take that one, Eric. So essentially, Missouri companies exported over $16 billion worth of goods around the world in 2022. So, the, I mean, huge economic impact. And I think the interesting thing about that as well is that when many people hear $16 billion, they might think, okay, those are the large companies that make that up. But I can tell you that 85% of those $16 billion worth of exports are small and medium-sized companies. And another thing in terms of just uh, international trade and exports around the world, it re- really helps Missouri companies diversify, right? So, they're diversifying. They've got customer base around the world.
0: In relation to those kind of stats and the money, how many countries does Missouri export to?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, Missouri companies are exporting to every corner of the world, um, essentially. So, I mean, we live in a global economy, right? The smallest of companies may get an inquiry on their website, and all of a sudden they're making their first international sale. So I really can't put a number on the number of countries, but I will say that every corner of the world, there are Missouri products, goods or services.
0: We've covered a lot. I'm sure we can cover more. I'm just going to open the floor to you guys about ITIs or something in relation to international trade and investment that we didn't talk about that you think is relevant that listeners should know or that you think would be interesting for them to learn.
1: I would like to add our team, you know, the ITI team and our foreign office team, right? They're out there. Generating In addition to helping the Missouri companies, you know, export, they are working at generating leads for Missouri and generating that net new investment into the state of Missouri. And the way that that's done is the ITI team leads that relationship with our foreign offices and then our foreign offices, when they generate a lead, what happens is it gets vetted and then they turn it over for us to work. And then what we do, because we have that relationship with Missouri Partnership, who you've had the CEO, Sabash Alias on, they have a person on their team, Dennis Pruitt, who is dedicated to developing those leads, those foreign direct investment, we call them FDI for short, those leads. And so they get incorporated. So not only are we able to help the Missouri companies export, which is what we want to do. But we're also out there looking and the teams are looking and working through how to get new investment into the state of Missouri. And so the Missouri Partnership help plays that role as a partner working with our team to make sure that those leads are are vetted and qualified and that they come to fruition. And we've had several projects over the years that has worked perfectly. And one example that comes to mind is last summer, we went to also to Netherlands and Germany on one of the trade missions. And Dennis was on that mission with us to meet with companies. And it was interesting because one of the companies that we met with was St. Joe-based Schutz Container. And Dennis met and developed a relationship with them at a trade show back in 2014, 2013, something like that, maybe even 2011, I'm not really sure. I can't remember the date. Developed a relationship with them, put Missouri in their consideration. They located in Missouri. They were on our list to meet with. So it was really kind of full circle because they chose a site in St. Joseph years ago. They built there, developed, they have expanded in St. Joe. And so last summer when we went, Dennis was able to meet and see and to kind of have full circle about that. And that's what it's about. Our team working with Missouri Partnership and our foreign offices of that net new investment, because that essentially adds the jobs, new jobs and investment that we're looking for. So the team not only works with trade, but also that new investment, and that's how we do it.
0: A couple of things you said there kind of sparked a few other questions for me. I'm glad you mentioned the foreign offices. You had mentioned that before we started recording. Can you tell me a little bit more about the foreign offices? Are these like partners of ours? Are they like overseas employees of DED? How, do, how does that relationship work?
1: Natasha, you can jump in at any time. So we contract. So we put out a contract for the services, and we award that contract. And so we work with that. Currently, it's with OCO Global. And so they're an extension of us. While they are a contractor, they are an extension of us. They represent Missouri in all of the 15 countries that Natasha mentioned that we that we have out there. And we have a main point of contact that we work with regularly, but the foreign office directors were in communication with them on a regular basis, working with our team, with the companies in Missouri. So that's how that partnership all kind of works together. But they are an extension of us. They have a Missouri email address, like that Missouri's in their name for their email address to know that they are dedicated because they are a representative of us.
0: Something else that kind of came to mind when I was sitting here listening to you lay all that out if a business isn't currently exporting and they want to get involved, like what is their first step? what What should they expect? Like how do they get in the game, so to speak?
2: Companies currently not exporting, then we're probably going to recommend some level of export training, right? We're going to want to understand or work with the company to really look at some trade foes, understand, you know, where is their product or service currently being imported, and therefore maybe where they should export that given product. So, if we need to start with Square A, we'll often pull in some of our our resource partners um, in order to help them integrate international business into their business plan so that they're taking a strategic approach. However, if a company's already doing some international work, which a lot of times companies are right because they're selling a product or a service maybe to like a Canada. And they're not necessarily thinking of that as an export, but it very much so is. So we'll help the company take more of a strategic approach and, again, look at where their product or service can be well-received around the world and then work together with them. First and foremost, it always really starts with the market research component, right? So that work that we do there is customizable. But I'll say in terms of your question, like where do they start? They start by reaching out to our teams regionally, right? So we have those teams located across the state and trade specialists located across the state. They would reach out, have an initial conversation with them. Again, we do that understanding piece. Um, And then from there, we would connect them with our foreign office teams where we would get more in-depth into what do potential customers look like, for them abroad so that we can facilitate those connections and ultimately hope that the Missouri company lands the sale.
0: So if a company is not already exporting, what would be your pitch to them as to why they should be?
2: Yeah, 100%. So what I would say in terms of why a Missouri company should export or any company, quite frankly, is because over 95% of the customers live outside of the US, right? So if you choose to only focus your efforts on the domestic market, well, you're missing out on 95% of the, the market worldwide. And again, we've seen this come that, you know, companies Who diversify during good times? They're more resilient than when we face maybe some hardships in the economy at home as well.
0: I wonder if certain companies, based on their size or maybe how long they've been in the game, maybe they they see that as a intimidating thing to go outside, you know, your normal base of operations of, you know, like hey, I I do business here in the states or in Missouri or in my town or whatnot. It, I, I wonder if it's scary for some businesses to think now I have to think globally, but like you said, we're a global market, you know, but I don't know. It was well, just to a your question.
2: question. I mean, it 100% is right. Sometimes we'll sit down with companies who, they may have one individual who's wearing many, many, many hats, right? So they're a sales manager, but not necessarily tasked with international. So one of the things that our team really seeks to do, and Lori mentioned it a little bit earlier, is we seek to serve as an extension of a small company's international business or international marketing teams. So in order to help like smooth those processes, right? So, for example, maybe um, a company is having difficulty understanding what export documentation that they need to work through. Well, then we're going to help facilitate that connection with a resource partner who can help them really, really dig in a little bit deeper so that they feel comfortable in the work that they're doing as well.
0: OK, perfect. So as you both are aware, the department's motto is Helping Missourians Prosper. So how does the work of ITI you know, International Trade Investment Office. How does that help fulfill that motto?
2: The work that we do is helping Missouri companies grow their exports around the world. So, right, Missouri companies have really great products, really great services, and we seek to fill that gap in helping Missouri companies bring those products to market. And then on the flip side, right on the investment side, we're helping bring foreign companies into the state in order to help grow our economy, right? So we're helping companies find customers abroad to grow their sales. And it all really comes full circle because if they're growing their sales or if we're landing new companies in Missouri, that helps grow jobs at home and helps Missouri ends prosper.
0: I can't think of any better way to, to end <laughs> it on that. That summed it all up perfectly. I wanna thank you both so much for taking the time and sit down and giving us all this great information. I know regional engagement is always super busy. So thank you very much. <laughs>
1: We're happy to be here and to do this and to let everybody understand what we're doing.
0: Yeah. And maybe we'll have you back for episode, another episode, Lori, (laughs) since you're our our first repeat, repeat person here. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of inside eco devo. We have great episodes coming your way every two weeks. So be sure to subscribe. Also, we want to hear from you, our listeners. Tell us what economic development topics you want to hear more about This helps us fulfill our motto of helping Missourians prosper by bringing content to our listeners that they want to hear. Leave a comment on an episode or send an email to ded.communications at ded.mo.gov and stay tuned for more Inside EcoDevo.